welcome to the Big Kids Book Club. A podcast about all things fictional, from middle grade to young adult. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Big Kids Book Club. My name is Marcus and I'm your host and welcome back to another midweek review. What is a midweek review? Well, it's reviewing a book in the middle of the week. It's kind of what it says on the tin. But how do we do that, you ask? Well, what we do is we take the book and we look at it into five categories. These five categories are given a ranking out of five. We mush them all together and we get a final rating out of five stars. Kind of like Goodreads. But what are our categories? Well, they are plot pacing, characters, style, and setting. They're the ones we're going to be looking at, and we're going to be looking at the book today. So why don't we get on with today's show and begin? Today's book is The Last Last Days of Summer by Lamar Giles. The publisher is Versify, the genre is action mystery, the age range is 9 to 12, and the page count is 304. Okay, so let's have a look at the plot. So the plot of this book uh, follows two lads, Otto and She. They're cousins, and they live in this little tiny small town in Logan County, West Virginia? Normal Virginia, I'm not sure. They're, 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 but basically, their little tiny town is got full of wonderful weirdness going on, and they're basically paranormal investigators, and it's got a very Scooby-Doo vibe to it, and it's all very quaint, charming, and lovely. Um, but when they're going on about this, uh, they encounter a strange man who has a strange camera and takes their picture and then the whole of time stops just like that and they're like oh my god time has stopped and uh, everyone in town is sort of frozen in place and they have to unfreeze everything they've got to get the town back to normal and see if they can stop this evil man called mr flux along the way they're going to meet lots of different people with uh, a curious stranger who seems to know a lot about them, various other elements of or personifications of time, like the AM and PM, father time, game time, business time, bedtime, all these different types of time, uh, and then they are going to try and save the day. And that's basically the, the idea of the story. It's very quaint, it's very quick, uh, lots of action, lots of pace, lots of twists and turns. Uh, it is fun and fresh to say the least. I'm not gonna get it all the way, but I definitely feel it has some really, really quaint charms to it. So uh, the plot was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to be giving it five out of five stars. Okay, so let's look on to the pacing. Now, the pacing of this book is recorded in a sort of notebooky style uh, version, I suppose. <laughs> That's not a great description, sorry. Uh, but basically, um, out of the two young lads, uh, Otto is sort of the more brainy one and Sheen is the more brawny one. Typical do uh, dynamic duo, isn't it? You got the smart one and the strong one. Simple as. Um, but Otto is basically recording these as if he's recording them because he has this like notebook that he takes everywhere and records all their like adventures in. And so that's basically what it's kind of supposed to be like. Like he's recording the adventures, which is pretty cool. Also keeps the pacing really, really clean. Uh, the other thing that really helps keep the pacing on track is that you can tell the authors use a version of the free act structure to plot this book. Now, a lot of people, if you if you write, if you are a writer, or if you are aware of like drama or stuff like that, you're gonna know what the free act structure is. But basically, it's the beginning, middle, and end. Uh, you probably sit there going like, well, of course, the story's got to be a beginning, middle, and end. 
but there's there's more to it than that. But the pacing basically follows a lot of the plot beats of the free act structure. And as a writer, you can see them. You'd be like, I see what you've done there. I see what you've done there. But using that structure has really helped Lamar keep on track with his pacing. So that way you never feel bored. You never feel distracted. Yes, we'll go off on a tangent or two um, relevant to the plot. But never are we straying too far away uh, that I'm getting bored or dulled. And that's the key to this mystery action thriller book is another fact is that i'm never dulled and that's the biggest thing with mysteries you don't want to end up getting like bogged down doesn't happen in this book it's really pacey even for the 304 pages uh you're gonna really enjoy it so i'm gonna be giving pacing a four out of five stars okay time to look at the characters and I mentioned Otto and Sheen, and these two uh, young lads, they're about 11 or 12, and they are obviously our protagonist, and they steal a lot of the limelight. Now, that doesn't mean they're the only people, because this little town is populated with a ton of people, and when time stops, a bunch more are gonna turn up. Oh, wow, yes. So, not only is the fact that they live with their grandma, and grandma is obviously a prominent character, they have other people in their lives who they're close to, the guy who runs the hardware store, this local scientist slash genius called PT, for some reason works in the, the hardware store, uh, other people, uh, people at the school, uh, so many people. Then, when they stop time, all these other people start turning up, like personifications of time. There's AM, there's PM, and they're all like glitzy and glamoury. Then you've got Father Time, who's a typical weird old man sort of character. You've got like Business Time, which is these bunch of people in like business suits. You've got uh, <laughs> Game Time, who's like a, yeah! <laughs> you've got Bedtime, who's this like little girl who's just like, I don't want to go to bed. Uh, then you have people like, oh, you have the Minutemen, like the Minutemen and the, oh, what's the ones for the seconds? I can't remember, but you have all these different time, basically like uh, variations. Uh, and then um, and they're there as well. And oh, oh, uh, you've got the, the, the twins. There's another group of twins. Uh, are they twins? I can't remember. But there's a pair of girls who are about Otto and Sheen's age. They also solve mysteries. And they're supposed to be like a rival mystery solving dynamic duo. And whereas Otto and Sheen have like received a key to the, the city like twice, they've received it three times. So there's always a constant like uh, sort of butting of heads there, except for only that Sheen is actually, you know, I can't remember if Sheen is dating one of them or if they're just like, they fancy each other, but it was like, ugh, girls. <laughs> it's just typical, typical sort of middle grade. I uh, loved it. But as you can see, I've reeled off a lot of characters there. And if I'm going to be hypercritical, that is the problem. There are too many characters. Now, I understand why this has been done for two reasons. One is because it does make the town of Fry seem like a real place filled with real people and not just the two boys and everyone else is just basically a shadow in the background, um, an NPC who's not really there to be engaged with. So that makes it immersive, right? And the second reason is because I happen to feel like this, obviously this series is going to be, there's already a second book out. Oh, actually that reminds me of the second book. There's a crazy old lady who collects demons in, in mirrors. So yeah, another character I haven't mentioned. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, there are so many characters because I believe he's setting up, Lamar, the author, is setting up for future series. So he doesn't want to just like drop in a character just like, yeah, they were there the whole time. I think that, that he's trying to set breadcrumbs so that way you can legitimately say like, this is actually a person from the town. They have an established backstory all the way from book one. I think it was like maybe putting too much in and we got a little bit of like character soup, uh, a little bit OTT. It, uh, you know, if I'm going to be hypercritical and I'm going to because it's a review show. Uh, so I'm going to deduct a point 
away. But the characters that were done were done so spectacularly. Otto and Sheen are full of life. They're full of development as well throughout the, the book. Uh, they, they have a lot of personality and I love it. So I'm going to be giving characters minus the one point uh, four out of five stars. Okay, we take us on to the style now. And the cool style of this story is basically uh, it has got a sort of real narrative voice to it. And the fact is it follows sort of Otto and Sheen narratively and their point of view seems to come across and their voice comes across. It feels really genuine and actually built, um, I'm sorry, not built, written in a way that really sort of conveys them as characters. Now, I listened to this originally on Audible because it was one of those ones where Audible basically said, hey, you know that book you just read, you might like this one. I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. Loving this book. And then I find out that illustrations for this book are done by Dapo Adiola, who did like look up and I love his <laughs> illustrations. So now I'm like, well, I'm going to order a book now. And it's, it's obviously it's Versify is like a small American publisher. So uh, I'm waiting for that to come over from the States at the moment. So <laughs> can't wait till that I get that. And I'm going to have a sort of reread of this book with all the illustrations. I'm really excited. So um, yeah, it's full of charm, full of action. The style and the narrative suits the style very well. It's really well done. And I can't wait for those amazing illustrations uh, by Dapo. So uh, I'm going to give this a five out of five stars for style. Last category, we're looking at setting. And again, I've sort of touched upon the fact that it's supposed to be set in like small town America. And I find there's always something very quaint. And I don't know if it's just me, um, but yeah, obviously small town America is very different from life here in the UK. And so there's something quite charming and something like, I don't know, captivating about it. And um, Lamar has written it in a way that really has opened up. And I feel like the town of Fry and Logan County feels like a real place. It feels like it's really there and I could actually go and visit it because it's been brought to life on the page so spectacularly. You have all the things from the public library and grandma's house and the hardware store. Simple, really simple locations, but just so well written. And I really enjoyed them. Uh, I feel like, especially over on this side of the pond, we are going to, you know, it's, it's quite a charming little uh, look into this sort of idea of the quaint, weird, wonderful, uh, small town America. But uh, obviously, if you live in the States, it might actually just be like, oh, man, I can I can picture that. That's like my little town or something like that. And it's it would be quite cool to see that. So uh, I think it was really well done. I have to hats off to Lamar for that. So I'm going to be giving setting four out of five stars. <laughs> Boom. All of the categories done. So let's get straight on to today's score. Wow. I think it's going to be a big one. And today's score is 4.4 out of five stars. Wowza. This book was, I just couldn't believe it. It was one of those ones where I just wasn't expecting to enjoy it. It was just recommended randomly because Audible was like, hey, if you like this, try this. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, absolutely can't agree more that when stuff like recommendations like that come around, you know, I'm very grateful for them. And that's why we do this next segment, which is the If You Like. Yes, if you like the sound of this book and you, uh, you've you read it or you want to read it or you've read some of these books, then you might be interested in The Last Last Days of Summer. So the first one I'm going to be looking at is High Rise Mystery by Shana Jackson. This is uh, a set of uh, mysteries, again, sort of, um, obviously it's got mystery in the title, duh, <laughs> but um, a couple of mystery novels, and I know there's two of them out, based around, this time it's sisters, so again, it's sort of like, obviously Otto and Sheen are cousins, but these two are sisters, it's Nick and Norva, and they live in like a, a block of flats in, I can't remember if it's East or South London, but it's basically Londonish. and they basically solve mysteries and crimes that have been going on in their block of flats, kind of, again, 
the block of flats is a little bit weird and wonderful and there's lots of characters living in it. So it has that feel of the sort of the town of Fry um, brought to life. Uh, it's a middle grade as well. So middle grade mysteries are always cool and quirky. So uh, I think it's definitely one to check out. If you liked High Rose Mysteries, you will like The Last Last Days of Summer. Uh, and if you've not heard of either, but you like the idea of like middle grade quirky uh, whodunits, this is definitely, the, both of them should be on your next TBR. Um, okay, so the next one uh, is a little bit left field, but basically I'm going to be leaning on the weird and wonderful for this one because the next book I've chosen is a slightly younger book. It's still middle grade, but it's like seven to nine middle grade rather than sort of nine plus. And that is The Attack of the Heebie-Jeebies by Tom Percival. And it's about this young girl, Erica, who basically gets lost in her dream world and she has to fight some monsters to basically get out of her dream world. Very cute, very colourful, very, you know, full of lots of lovely characters and there's lots of weird, wonderful elements and very imaginative sort of setting. Um, but I think it's really a great book to read either if you're a teacher, read as a class or if you're a parent, you know, read to, to your kid. It'll be really good to, to sort of like, so it's, it's just allow the sort of like not all characters have to follow, like have to be a person or have to be a thing or something like that. Because I think they're like a lot of the, the characters that, Erica meets are just these sort of the the things of her imagination in her dream world. So um, they're all sort of really weird and wonderful. So I think it's important for kids to let their imaginations run wild, and this book does it in absolute bucket loads. So uh, yeah, it's a cool, quirky sort of um, book, perfect to read together or as a group. So uh, yeah, those are my two suggestions for this week. I, I hope you like them. If you have liked them, let us know. Get in touch with us at Big Kids Book Club on Twitter, all one long lovely word. You can also find information about our current scheduling. We release episodes every Wednesday and Friday with Wednesdays being our midweek reviews that you're listening to right now. And uh, on Fridays, we have our author interviews and our book club of the month. We are releasing also competitions where you can possibly win a chance to win a signed copy of a book by the author. Uh, more information on our Twitter. So what are you doing? Get over there, like us and follow uh, and that's really all i have for you so i'm gonna leave it off there and until next time all i have to say to you is to take care to stay safe and most importantly to keep on reading